0: And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's an actor and comedian you know from Guy Code, Comedy Bang Bang, and the Upright Citizens Brigade. It's John Gabris. And he's a comedian, podcaster, writer, and hunky hamburgler. It's Nick Weiger. Tone Zone is here to show you how to play your own personal squid game. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the Love Bus. Say hello to your best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen. friend Alison, am seeing how it's with every good time never end i'm seeing roses in your baby's hands again Alison, am seeing
1: your new best friend
2: hello my little violet crumbles welcome to another exciting episode of alison rose and Rosen is your new best friend that particular carbohydrate was sent in on patreon Patreon. Patreon by Rafael Castaneda. Yes, I am on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Alison Rosen. Um, Patreon. Patreon.com. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to play it.
3: I know. That's why I didn't give it to you. Oh, my God. Man. I did not expect that kind of
2: sass from you, I Tony to give,
3: I gave it to you when you didn't expect it. And then when you expect it, you know, this is the new me. Get ready.
2: <laughs> Buckle a, in. What a terrible
0: podcasting.
2: What a terrible precedent for a producer of a podcast. But it fits given that you have called yourself and it seems to be sticking the bad boy of podcasting.
3: I mean, I you know, titles stick when they mean something, so. <laughs>
2: Right. Hey, you're just saying what everyone else has been thinking. Anyway, I am on that place. Patreon.com slash Allison. Patreon. Oh, boy. (laughs) I got the Allison Rosen. Uh, Bonus episodes of the Friend Zone. You can ask me questions. Any kind of question at all, and I will answer. Just had uh, Jenna Kim Jones on the show talking about the birth of her third baby. That was video and audio. You can see video of the Thursday show. Zoom parties. There's a level where you can text me, and I'll text you back that's right all sorts of fun stuff oh and if you sign up for an annual subscription you get two months free so 12 months for the price of 10 i am so excited to welcome all the guests we have a newcomer we have a returning guest we have a husband we have a tony i would just like to say hello to everyone hello welcome back nick weiger
4: hi thanks for having me
2: Nice to see you. Hello, welcome for your 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 maiden voyage on Alison Rosen's your new best friend. Welcome, John Gabrus. Hi. Nice Thank to see-
1: you. Please, please hold till the end if you can. Applause. Because <laughs> I'm gonna fucking crush it this episode.
2: <laughs> their excitement and passion overtook them, and they applauded even though we didn't have the sign.
1: Goddamn! Live comedy is back, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Hi. I love the
0: hold till the end that shows such confidence. Yeah. You know, you're (laughs) going to want to at the end.
1: I do my full hour of stand up and let them all just laugh at the end. I go, I like, I go, stop, I <laughs> shut the fuck up, and I just do a full hour. And then that's when I go,
2: now everyone can laugh as I leave
0: oh, <laughs> That's yeah. a baller move.
2: Speaking of making people wait till the end, loosely, tangentially, have I told the story about, and I know I haven't introduced you yet officially, Tony? You just wait. Have I told you guys um, the story about how when I was in fourth grade, It was like they called it superstar or something where each student had a week where they would be celebrated. And at the end, your parent would come in. One of your parents would come in and like talk about what they do. So someone's dad came in and he's like, you guys are going to want to pay attention because there's going to be a pop quiz at the end. So I paid such a I practically memorized everything he said. And then at the end, I felt so short changed because there wasn't a pop quiz. It's just I had never heard that that like phrase before
1: oh. uh, you had not told me that story previously
2: <laughs> oh really okay
1: yeah okay that's new to me okay I, like
2: it. I hope you enjoy because for everyone else it's a little bit like it's obviously a compelling story there's a lot of twists and turns
0: mm-hmm.
2: oh Henry ish if you will but for <laughs> sure. you you got to like you know like for the first time yeah
1: this yeah. is this is insane this is like when Bowie walked out with arcade fire I was there for that. that was the, I was trying to think of something eventful I was at as well. And honestly, in my life, I am not too many eventful things.
2: But two for two <laughs> with that and now this. Hello, Tony.
3: Hello. Speaking of uneventful, here we are.
2: <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show.
3: Oh, thank you so much. Still,
2: we've got off on a little bit of a combative foot, and which is unlike us because usually we get along really well.
3: We get along. I just like messing with you.
2: I know. Um. Okay, so a lot of stuff to get to. First of all, John Gabriel. Now, this is going to be a bit of a retread for everyone here, but not for the audience. Ooh. Yes, John Gabriel's name is spelled phonetically in parentheses on Zoom. And I was thinking, is that how do people mess up the name? And then right before we started, Daniel asked, how do I pronounce your name? So I got to see it all. It was like a an "ask and ye shall receive" kind of thing. With uh,
1: honestly, it was you didn't even ask. Maybe you made it happen psychologically, or. Uh- Telekinetically, or something like that, because it never was verbalized. So, or, or you guys have like uh, high-level, uh, like EQ marriage EQs, and can communicate uh. non-verbally.
2: I don't think it's that. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb, <laughs> and I'm. I'm new stay. to the
1: show, so I'm.
2: i going to go out. On a limb. I don't want I wouldn't want to work with
1: my wife. So I uh. get it, fam. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I I heard you interview your wife recently on High and Mighty, your podcast, That's and I correct. learned that your wife switched careers from being a like high-powered exec- marketing executive to a, f- a flower arranger with her own floral shop. And you guys were talking about how nice it is wow. to be surrounded by flowers. I see nary a bud in your background. Oh,
1: well, that's because we're in the High and Mighty studios, a.k.a. where the childless 40-year-old hangs out all day. So it's just weed, paraphernalia, pictures of myself, yeah. uh, bad art, uh, Garbage. <laughs> a sheet over hell yeah. Uh, oh, Betsy. <laughs> yeah. Uh a sheet over my uh ca- my couch because my dog uh he dribbles. Uh you know, he's old. He make a little pee-pee comes out sometimes when he's just laying in one spot. Uh that's why I have a sheet on my same. couch. Glad yeah. I'm sharing. Yeah, hey, same. I'm 39. S- as as previously mentioned, I'm 39. <laughs> and I gotta same. dance for a full minute.
2: I had two kids. <laughs> Daniel has taken up Congratulations. jogging. Thank you. Daniel has taken up jogging recently because he's a masochist. And he suggested to me that maybe I should come jogging with him. And I was like, you don't understand what a mess that would create. I can't even do jumping yeah. jacks without some dribble.
4: It's a, so I was jogging for a while pretty regularly and so you will. And, and Daniel, I'm curious if you've had any like emergencies or near emergencies.
2: Mm. Bathroom. Because I've,
4: I've definitely like had to like sprint into a park restroom and just <laughs> it would it was a it was a whole scene um, and uh, Ur- urgency
1: is a is a real thing. Uh, yes. Your, urgency is something people talk about. Doctors talk about to people as they get uh, to men as they get older. It's for real when it comes on it comes and you're like, wow, I have zero seconds before this is a real fucking problem.
0: I mean, obviously, you weren't serious about it, Nick, because if you were a serious runner, you would have shit yourself while you run.
2: Wait, are we talking numero uno or numero? Are we talking poop or pee? What's happening?
0: Everything.
4: We're talking both. Yeah. It's all it's it's all because you're just jostling around so much. It does. Weiger might
1: not stuff. have had two kids, but his asshole is loose enough that if he's jogging around, it could easily have full log could fall out without him knowing. Like, so that's yeah, too I much, much
4: had information. Two kids, but I've hosted a fast food podcast for six years, so <laughs> it's a mess I was, downstairs.
2: I was thinking today about how mortifying the idea of a nugget of poop just slipping. out Out of your butt when you're not, not at a toilet is, and then I was thinking like, but really, why? I mean, I know why. (laughs) I know why. But like, figured it out. (laughs) But I mean, the idea of it happening, like even at home where there's no one else around, is mortifying. I mean, I think I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, it's just a real like we. We get potty trained, and then we do not want to go back, but like let's say you had the option of like, okay, you're at home, a nugget of poop is gonna slip out of your butt into your underwear. no one's gonna know, or you're you so far you're in public and you're gonna throw up all over someone
4: right. which would awesome. you take hmm I, I I think I'd take the 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 private. Uh, yeah. Shame, because I, I think I think the it's the layer of puking on someone. Now, if we're just talking about like puking on, in the street or something, right. but I, I would feel so guilty if I puked if I puked on another human being, particularly a stranger.
1: Same. Um, and yeah. I have shit my pants at home, which is embarrassing because I have a one and a half bath, uh, eight hundred square foot apartment. I can't be twelve feet or more <laughs> from a toilet, and I managed to shit. I literally ran over to my computer to put on music so I could go into the bathroom while I was I knew I should have just went straight to the bathroom but I had to do one last thing on the computer and while I was doing it do 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 Uh, (laughs) luckily
4: (laughs) I've got diarrhea Uh, right now but I gotta play Bachman Turner overdrive
1: (laughs) Yeah, if what? this isn't play, what's the point? I'm going to be on the can for 25 minutes without BTO cranking? Fuck this. <laughs> There's never a bad time to rock and roll, man. <laughs> oh, <Keep> man. Rest- <laughs> it's, I talk about shitting so much with the uh, woman who just provided that voice that that was eerie <laughs> for me that Betsy is in my headphones right after talking about shit and not being physically present.
3: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> what What happened, though? Did your... Did your plumbing get mixed messages or was it a diarrhea situation? It was just sort of uh a dice roll. I'm uh, a gambler and I, sure. I, w- I should
1: have and I'm a pretty self-aware body-wise, I've good proprioception, but I let it slip, pun intended. I truly got a little overconfident. Mm-hmm. Was like you have you have a full 90 seconds before anything really goes wrong. I had nine seconds. I was off by the power of one decimal. And, you know, I got to say, you're right. What you were saying though, Allison, is, is it that big of a deal? Why? It's only shame that we're applying. It just sucks. Like if you have a, you have kids, so, you yeah. know, cleaning shit sucks. Right. But it's like, it's, not it's really not that big of a deal. You adjust to it. Like I adjusted to wiping a kid's asshole in one weekend of, uh well, I don't want to tell you what that weekend was about. Uh, I'm just <laughs> babysitting my nephew. Babysitting my nephews. Did uh, you pay for it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> One weekend at the double truth.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just cool island. Um <laughs> But Jesus. it's a weird like it's really not a big deal. Like shitting in your pants is really getting shit on one more thing than gets shit on it when you shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yes. not to go, not to get too philosophical, but we're just really <laughs> the only ones applying this poop shame to ourselves. Yes.
2: Did you guys ever see that documentary that the Scar brothers made about shit?
3: No, No. Mm -mm. I forgot about that. I remember hearing about it. I forget what
2: it was called. A lot of people were were interviewed for it. I love to talk about poop and they did not call me. So they're dead to me. But um, it might surprise you to know that sometimes people feel that I talk too much about farts and bad smells.
0: Hard to believe.
2: I Mm. know. I don't know where they're coming from. Um, I talk
1: entirely too much about number two. I, it's too. like it it runs my life it, i'm like i'm obsessed with it like i it, it really affects my day to day lifestyle uh like i'm a slave to ibsd so like uh I, and it's on my mind all the time. Anyone willing, and I, you run into people who are like, yo, we really need, don't talk about this that much. Like, r- just let it go, man. I'm like, no, but for real, have you used the <laughs> bidet? Because it's so much better than just fill, you know, they make these fat, you know, you're like, what am I talking about? I've ruined so, so many conversations, unlike this one, <laughs> uh, with just constant <laughs> shit talk. Not like I'm doing it. I mean, this, I like
3: poop, I think poop works.
1: <laughs> Jordan.
2: <laughs> um. wait so are you exclusively a bidet dude
1: not exclusively but yes I do have a bidet now I got a bidet in the pandemic because uh, I, I had heard some stuff and seen some stuff about what baby wipes can do to the sewage system mm, and right. like these like giant like v- balls of fat like shit and baby wipes like turn into these creatures that are ravaging our sewer system so I was like I shit enough that I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not leaving yes. the house all too frequently. I'll master the art of the bidet, and
0: go the go the
1: bidet way, the bidet way, if you will. Yeah,
4: Th- those clogs of of wipes, which they're 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 called flushable wipes, and I guess the plumber, the plumbing industry, and and sewage systems are like want to get that regulation, you know, regulated, so they can't say that because they they shouldn't be flushed. But these so called flushable wipes, they make these giant clogs. And the term for them is fat burgers. Yes, Wait, really? fat burgs. Wait, Like icebergs yes. with fat. Yes, which sounds like a which sounds like a pledge in the nerd frat in a college movie.
1: It sounds <laughs> like something I would order at like a dive restaurant in like yeah. on on the t- on tour yes. with you guys. <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're in Salt Lake City. You got to get the fat berg.
0: They call them a fat burg because of their size or because they they're fatty. Fat?
4: Right? Scotty. They're oh. fatty and they're they're fatty and they're huge. They're like icebergs made of fats.
1: And cuz oh. the fats and shit congeals with the uh, baby wipes into what makes like and it becomes sort of waterproof in the fat. <laughs> it becomes like this. Gross. It's like the abyss fucking uh like liquid comes out of the toilet and looks at you and goes back in. Do
4: they float? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think that's they more just, just clog the system.
1: That's just the tip of the fatberg baby. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: which is what I'm going to say to my wife in, in two hours <laughs> <laughs> You um, like that wait till you see the rest of the fat burg <laughs>
2: weiger how is uh no meat shall I eat going so I, I
4: honestly talking about and it feels like you're trying to shift the subject away from bms but oh I we mean, can go back we are the no I, I will say that it has had not, not had the positive effect on my gastrointestinal uh, system that i expected if anything i feel like uh bm's have gotten more frequent and less pleasant and wow. so i and i don't know i don't know if that's you know cuz i already ate a lot a good amount of dietary fiber i think it maybe has something to do with just like the 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 hardest the biggest challenge for me is i've gained a, a significant amount of weight this year because i've just like substituted proteins for carbs because mm-hmm. there's only so many protein sources you have as a uh, as a as a plant-based. someone who doesn't even eat fish yeah so eating plant based before you get tired of them so yeah i'm eating like more potatoes more starches more bread which i'm less of a I, i'm not necessarily a, normally a big bread consumer but yeah i just had so much I, I i don't know it's it's a it's a frustrating. It, it, there's a little bit of frustration there. Like I, like I was. I wish I felt better than I did, mm-hmm. even though I feel better about myself uh, because I can kind of be smug and superior.
2: And remind me, was it for ethical reasons or for health reasons that you decided to do a year? Or, or is it just a year? Or are you switching to being full time vegetarian? I'm do I'm being
4: purely vegetarian for this entire year. I'm locked into that, and then I'm not sure what I'm going to do moving forward. At this point. Ten months into the experiment, I'm leaning towards reintroducing some, you know, some animal proteins like a, like, you know, maybe just fish, maybe poultry on occasion. I don't know. I, I, that That's where my, my head is. But honestly, January 1st, 2022, I'm going to figure it out.
2: But was it for for ethical reasons or was it health or both? I think it was more
4: it was more ethical reasons. Like, you know, I think just just working in. Having this podcast where I am conscious of the inner workings of the chain restaurant yeah. slash food supply side of the economy, you just see just how miserable animals' lives are in factory farming. And so, you know, I wanted to see if I could distance myself from that. And honestly, it hasn't been too, too challenging, uh, especially living in, in the LA area. But it's a. a and then also, I think just a, just a really aware of the environmental impact, particularly from uh, consuming red meat. Uh, you know, is is just so uh, that it's it's so so much water is consumed, and uh, you know, so much carbon is expelled in the production of of uh, you know beef in particular. That I was like, I think I could let's see what, if I could manage without this, and I seem to have gotten along pretty well.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Weight gain aside.
2: Um.
1: Yeah. There's probably a a moderation like i think like i understand the uh health and ethical reasons on both sides but yeah i i i'm also like i've recalibrated like what like it used to be like oh me- meat is on the table three meals a day all the time it's like i've eliminated so much meat from my diet like just the frequency in which i consume red meat and pork has you know i'm at like a 10th of what I was previously. It's like, those have become a treat to me. And I'm like, I feel like I'm not saying I'm the gold standard, but for everyone who's like, bro, no, taking away my bacon fueled, bloody Mary Sundays or whatever, you know, (laughs) like for everyone who's thinking that it's like, (laughs) all we're saying is like, just have egg and cheese sandwich uh, three days a week. And then on, on Thursdays and Fridays have bacon, egg and cheese, like anything helps really in the long run. Like if we all just do a little bit that, that like, we so what's the expression we don't need uh uh we don't need a thousand people here we don't need no education (laughs) we don't need a thousand people uh (laughs) being zero trash we need a million people trying uh you know just doing it a little bit there's like all those like sort of green conversations of like a thousand vegan a thousand people who live exclusively plant life does nothing as much as like a million people who have meatless mondays like it's just the numbers are so much bigger if Mm -hmm. we just do
0: that Totally. I've done, I've tried to do my part. I stopped extracting oil from uh, Texas and Pennsylvania.
2: I see so much more I'll of you now little, that you stopped. I more. Because
0: you're around. I feel better. I do. I feel Yeah, better. that's time nice. consuming.
1: Hence all the Patreon plugs. Like you're losing out on that good oil money. We need to <laughs> we <gotta> make a <laughs> <page>. <laughs>
2: we need to get in another direction. <laughs> yeah, so I get it. <laughs> I've been there. I'm there, brother. <laughs> so Daniel and I tried to take our kids to a pumpkin patch this weekend. Has anyone here. I don't know if you guys are, like, hip to the local pumpkin patch situation, but... You don't get to 39 patching. and
1: white yeah. without hitting a couple of pumpkin <laughs> patches in your day.
2: Okay. Okay? So... <laughs> I've lived in
1: both Brooklyn and West Hollywood. I've been to a pumpkin patch. Okay.
2: <laughs> so, these... I feel like these local pumpkin patches, and maybe this is how it is, like, nationwide, they are, like, the pumpkin patch version of, like, a really shitty street fair that they were right. always having in new york and they also wear like they sell socks and
1: best place to get socks is in new york city street fair it's not so gonna tr- lie
2: <laughs> it's so weird fucking true. three
1: every time i walk through one they're always like five bucks i'm like three dollars yeah. they're like fine put them in your bag and you got fucking dollar socks baby yeah sorry Sorry, no, this you... was going somewhere more important than socks.
2: Well, it wasn't It wasn't going somewhere more important. No, it wasn't. There is nothing more important. Um, so anyway, these, I feel like they're all kind of the same. Like they have like a big blow up thing that's like a bounce house and a slide. They have a petting zoo with a bunch of like sad looking animals. They have hay. They have misshapen pumpkins. And what I didn't expect, which I perhaps should have realized, is they have a re ridiculous line like space mountain level line so we waited in that line for like four minutes and then decided this is not what we're going to be doing today i from i'm from a covid what'd you post to instagram then i know i didn't get to Oh fuck! Well, then didn't you're get not to. a mom. Then you're not. You
1: don't have a family. If you're not posting hashtag Rosen Family Adventures with like a picture of your kid like looking at a pumpkin with a solar flare in the back, what the fuck are you even doing? People?
2: CPS was waiting for me when I got home. They're like, we've been <laughs> checking <adorable>. your feed. <laughs> and uh, ma'am,
1: I'd like to talk to you for yeah. a second. I see you went to a pumpkin patch, and there's no shot at your kids in overalls sitting on hay bales. Right. So. You're under arrest.
2: <laughs> Speaking of, I was... Okay, so I've been talking on the show lately about how I I resisted getting on TikTok for a long time and I never understood what, every, what was so great about it because I don't like watching reels on Instagram. And so, But then I got on TikTok and lo and behold, it is addictive, like everyone said, and I do enjoy it. Um, Except I found that I'm not keeping up my level of engagement. TikTok should be worried because they are not keeping these eyeballs. But I did see this thing that was like, the right way to pose at a pumpkin patch and the wrong way to pose at a pumpkin patch. And now you might think the way you should pose is to sit on a pumpkin, hunched over, staring at the screen, but really, and then have the shot down from above, but really you want to have the person low to the ground shooting up, which already that doesn't work for me. And you want to be like leaning back, head up, and then, and it actually said this, hold on to your hat. And I was like, well, not everyone's going to wear a hat at a pumpkin patch and do this ridiculous pose. But I think you guys could all pull it off. If you would
1: have waited the uh, requisite two and a half hours, you would have gone in there and noticed (laughs) you would have been the only one without a hat.
2: I guess so. Pumpkin
1: patch culture is hat culture, baby. You need big (laughs) wicker hats. You need cute little ones on the kids, little derbies, little pumpkin colored
0: derbies.
2: Daniel, we didn't colored orange. (laughs) We didn't bring any hats.
0: No, we really, we were not in the spirit um, One of the reasons why the line was so long though Is because they've closed uh, Several of the local pumpkin patches So, you know, the, the demand is greater for fewer You know, Is it saying? a
2: supply chain issue? I didn't think so that supply, supply chain, chain issues Were going to affect Biden, me man. But, you know, we have a grocery order Being delivered right now And none of our preferred milks are in there That Holy feels like shit. a very LA thing to say <laughs> thank you you can now add it you mean
4: brands or types of
0: milk
2: well yeah i let's we have see so
0: many kinds of milks it's ridiculous
2: i mean specific brands
0: but we okay. have every type now you got the almond. wow milk. do you mean you we got the humans or do you mean you we the you and 2%, me percent the lactose intolerance. daniel are you, you talking the,
2: about our refrigerator or are you talking about we as humans have all kinds of milk
0: in the fridge, yeah. The humans also have many kinds of milk. Humans actually can only
1: make one kind of milk, and it's called breast milk.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's look. If I said, you know what, all I drink <laughs> is human breast milk, you'd all think I'm a weird <laughs> sex freak. But isn't that a or, little bit more or normal? One years old. Yeah. Or one. <laughs> but isn't that less weird than than drinking a cow's milk?
2: It is weird I'm, how, I'm how the only animal, animal the, that drinks at
1: t- from another animal's udder. We're the only yeah. a- like if w- if you walked past a farm and someone was sucking on a cow's udder, you'd go, that's nasty and, and right. you could be sipping a tall glass a whole- <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, Monkeys the- don't
0: walk past a pasture and go like, "Oh, there's some milk, you know," and just go over and start. <laughs> that <laughs> right. doesn't happen.
2: I went to a ter- I've talked about it before. I went to a terrible farm camp. That, um, specialized in teaching you about farming things and then also like mentally terrorizing you. But it wasn't one of those like outward bound camp situations. I wasn't out of line or anything. It just was an unpleasant camp. But if I recall, we milked the cows and then fed that. And I don't mean to, un- I don't mean to like, un- to shit on anyone's point, but I believe that milk was then fed to the baby goats. They probably got mm. crazy diarrhea, like Gabriel style diarrhea.
1: Oh, that's bad news. You can't have a goat because goats, they have iron iron stomachs. They eat everything. If they're shitting diarrhea, actually, I now feel sympathy towards the goats. I, I can understand that world. I eat tin cans and have <laughs> intense diarrhea.
2: One of the goats swallowed my shirt tail. I didn't realize it till I turned over and I'm like, what's tugging at me? And it was a goat with my shirt. I had to pull my shirt out of its slimy insides. And then it was covered in goat saliva. This is especially, like, most of my shows are gross, but I feel like this one's especially gross. Um, Okay, so I want to share a story, a Daniel and me marital story, and I'm just going to concede right now, I think I'm the one who comes off poorly in this story, and I think Strategically, it potentially would have made more sense to share this situation on a show that has other women because I think they might be more sympathetic. But I know you guys are both well. Married. I'm a good ally, so thank you. You both have <laughs> I'll take wives. Take your side instinctively, Tony. You know from wives, so you guys can all weigh in. Um, Okay, so I'm trying to think how to tell this, how to tell this story. Occasionally. I'll walk into a room and Daniel will say to me, honey, what's wrong? When nothing is wrong. And it makes me so self-conscious. Like I'll say nothing's wrong. Why? But I feel self-conscious and rageful just internally for like the next 15 to 25 minutes. For some reason, it I don't know. It like stops me in my tracks, paralyzes me and fills me with negative emotion. So there's that. or. Yeah, yesterday he said to me are you feeling sick when i was not feeling sick and that to have the same reaction so i gave him and i feel like i'm yelling because i'm getting excited we had a we've had this conversation before but more specifically i gave him pretty much a script for well, what to say to me well, in you're these, skipping some beats okay you you Daniel, you have the floor. Daniel, you have the script in front of you. Just let us know.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, you were complaining the day before about having tremendous abdominal pain. This is true. You said it was like you were giving birth, which is a lot of pain, as I recall. Which is what? Which is a lot of pain, as I recall. I was having
2: pretty bad cramps. Yeah. That was the day before, though.
0: Well, honey, and then so the next day, you're moping about <laughs> with a sour puss. Uh, but and, I didn't uh,
2: realize. I thought I was just, you know, going about my business.
0: And then you you made this look on your face, like, Ugh, like this. You you moved, and you were like, Ugh. and so I, <laughs> I don't like, remember doing that. Uh, I would call it a wince, and and so I said, "Are you?" are you feeling okay? Or are you sick? Whatever I said. And, uh, you mumbled something. And then 20 minutes later announced that you were full of rage towards (laughs) me over having asked such a horrible question. Um, well, and so I asked (laughs) you to tell me what I should say in those circumstances that would not produce, Rage And you gave me a script So this is The next time I see you This is what I'm supposed to say <laughs> Can
2: I just say Again I just yes. want to remind people I'm aware I'm not coming off Well A But B I didn't I didn't come up to you And say Daniel I Am so angry I'm crazy yeah. I, did, I didn't say that No you said that. you were
0: full of rage
2: Right Well That's what she said I <laughs> Okay, go.
0: Try to spin it. I can't. Think about how you're gonna spin it while I tell everyone. To
2: me, there's a slight difference between like I'm so angry at you versus like I'm having a reaction that like I'm having this feeling of rage inside. But I get that to other people that's the same.
0: So I'm hmm, okay. So instead of (laughs) I'm angry with you, I'm full of rage towards you. It's like less It's
2: less direct. uh, All right.
0: I feel
4: like if my if my wife said I'm full of rage towards you, I would grab my go bag and get out of town.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
2: definitely. Like
4: sounds sounds very intense. Again, I didn't say
2: I didn't say toward you. I just said I'm having a reaction of of I the the this these kind of exchanges make me feel. I feel paralyzed, and I feel self conscious, and I feel so self conscious that it, like, I get kind of like a rageful feeling inside. It's you a slightly different.
0: So much you are softening <laughs> what you said. That is fine, though. All right. it's, your, it's your show. It's your propaganda network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. But folks, uh, this okay. is
1: one Allison news.
0: On. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know there was too many anti. Allison channels and (laughs) AT&T came to me and said, hey,
2: (laughs) hey, we're starting Um, a late night comedy show and it's going to be number one on one Allison news. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounds like. All
0: right. So I said I I pulled out my Apple Notes app and I said, tell me what it is the next time I can say to you that will not. Create a feeling of rage <laughs> that's pointed in my direction.
1: What on a scale of zero to ten? What dosage of passive aggressiveness did
0: you have in that request, Allison?
2: No, I think he's asking you.
0: I mean, I was pretty direct.
2: Yeah, no, I don't you know, think like, I don't think he was being passive aggressive. I think he was actually asking for. I was,
0: I, I was like literally telling me exactly what because she, the way she couched it was, it was the way. It's not that you asked me – oh, yeah, we're leaving out a little part of this. It's not that I asked her –
2: Oh, yes, we are leaving the, that out. The, we the, left
0: it out. The thing that I did wrong – and let's all be honest, I was in the wrong. <laughs> I asked her if she was sick, which everybody – guys, everyone knows you're not supposed to ask. um, <laughs> Or at least – I just learned you're not supposed to ask. Um, <laughs> now everyone knows. <laughs> well, so there's something about the way I asked it that made her feel a certain way, and so I said, "Well, because I'm from another planet and I don't understand anything you're saying, tell me just just tell me what it is I can say in that situation." And so she did.
2: Which and and, and everyone's dying to get to it, but first I just wanted like, is any of the okay? I'm curious, given the blank looks I'm getting, I'm thinking that this is not making sense to anyone. It's just when he says to me, honey, what's wrong? And there's nothing wrong. It makes me feel very self conscious. Mm -hmm. And it makes it, it makes me spend 25 minutes trying to figure out, well, what is wrong? Because I must be projecting that something's wrong. And like, and to say, are you feeling sick makes me feel like, oh, I guess I look sick.
0: Well, you, but uh, you could, uh, you could ask me why I asked.
2: Oh, that is what I should I, I have mean, done. I, don't
0: know. Uh, I will be starting a GoFundMe for anyone who. <laughs> going for, okay, here we go. Yeah, this is hear- so. You said if it's a physical thing. So
2: yeah, if you if you think I physically look ill, which it's not great, but okay.
0: <laughs> if it's a physical thing, I, I'm supposed to say. Is everything okay? I noticed, and then in brackets I put something specific. So it's like, is everything okay? I noticed, you know, you winced. that you winced. You have intense you look... abdominal pain. Yeah, and it made me wonder if you're feeling okay. All right. that, I'm supposed to say that if it's physical. It. Good. And if it's emotional, I'm supposed to say, is everything okay? Am I imagining something? It's probably just me. I'm probably just imagining it. But I'm wondering if something's going on with your mood. Are you mad at me? So each <laughs> okay. of those is supposed to be uh proceeded by me chomping down on my cyanide <laughs> tablet in the back of my mouth. I don't remember. But uh,
1: yeah, yes. those are pretty wild. Those are pretty wild. I- the scripts yeah. you got kind of put you in a real affect the status of that conference like that's not <laughs> you can't really, can't really be the in charge with the with those current oh, no. scripts yeah those are so, hey if it's okay with you I've noticed you're crying and I need to concern myself is that something I can help fix or is that something that I okay I was wrong about you tell me do you need my help or am I wrong well One word yeah. answer yeah
2: <laughs> Again, the umbrella (laughs) for this is only if he is sensing something in the air If mm. if I'm crying Or if I'm like bleeding Or if I said right, if it's something's obvious, wrong If you're just hit sure. by a
0: car I'm not going to go like honey <laughs> um, I noticed Let me find the something... script
4: in my notes app <laughs> Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on, open. This is um, only if I'm going about my business And he's like oh she looks like shit Yeah I'm going to well, let her know Anyway it, does anyone relate to any of this Or am I truly crazy It's possible I am and that's fine no, no. To take
4: to take your side, Allison here. Ooh, for I a like bit. where this is going. Because <laughs> uh, again, good ally. But also, I have like I, like I get that f- the opposite from my wife. Because I and the issue is I have one facial expression and you're looking at it now. And so uh, for the listeners,
1: some- oh, this is a if this is a video, if you're only listening to this, I recommend getting on Patreon and watching the video. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but if you're just listening, I, could, I think I could describe uh, Nick's face. Do you know a drawing of a face that doesn't move while you look at it? <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. But less animated, not an animated face, yeah. but a face drawing.
4: <laughs> you know, you know we get like that uh that magnet toy that's like a face <laughs> that you can move the beard from the head. Oh, Wellieby. Yeah, yeah. yeah, back to the beard. It's like that except it's somehow more motionless. So I <laughs> So, uh, so I like will get that look and sometimes I'll just be looking at nothing because I'm just like lost in thought or whatever. And I will get from Natalie, my wife, she'll be like, Hey, what's wrong? And her asking me exact, exactly what happened to you mentally? Like someone asking me if something was wrong when nothing was wrong will make me defensive. Yes. And I'll feel like I like, like, well, something must be wrong because it's because that's what you're projecting. So I, I 100% relate to that.
2: Thank you, Ally. Yeah. It's weird. And maybe it suggests <clears throat> like a porousness, uh, an over-porousness in my boundaries. Someone saying what's wrong with a certainty that something's wrong makes it so that something becomes wrong.
4: Right.
1: Yeah. So you guys, neither of you have the ability to say nothing uh, and just like that. That's not like a possible ending <laughs> to the solution for either, for the situation for either of you guys. I mean, me, me and my not. wife, My wife and I, we have lived together and see each other frequently and are forced to sometimes uh, guesstimate as to how the other one is feeling. But I find with clarity, with communication, you can really clear things up like, is everything okay? And someone's saying, yes,
0: everything is That's fine. That's I thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean- <laughs> I'm just being a good ally to Daniel, but this is...
2: <laughs> Someone no, has to.
1: His name's not in the title of this podcast, okay? So yeah, th- I'm siding with the little man. Think, and-
2: yeah. think carefully. Is this really what you want to be doing? Huh.
1: I'm just beeped out this whole time. It's like, wait, they
2: still used me?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I get, I get it. Um, I think that... Uh, You know, if someone were to say to me, are you mad at me or do you look or like there are some things I suppose I could get. But the I don't know Uh, if if you asked me that, I I wouldn't have the same reaction. So that's why I'm it's a little bit confusing to me, but whatever.
2: There's something about what's and again, maybe it's just how I'm hearing it, but there's something about what's wrong, honey. I didn't say
0: what's wrong. No,
2: no, but that's what that's typically where when when this happens.
0: I didn't say that.
2: No, I know this time (laughs) you didn't. But no, this time you just told me I looked like I was in pain. Um, I don't know. There's something about it that like I feel like you're trying to talk me out of a mood that I'm not even in. But look, Gabrus is right. Like we do, you and I pride ourselves on communication. I think we normally communicate pretty well. So I don't know. This is one of the this thing like. I have an emotional reaction to it like faster than I can even kind of catch it.
0: I feel like if you had gone to finishing school we wouldn't be having this problem.
2: <laughs> I know my posture would be better. We would have more force. Smile forks.
0: around your husband, honey. Just act as if you're happy. Yeah. Hide it behind closed doors.
2: <laughs> I know. I what don't I want to f- ask. Tony, do you want to take a side?
3: Yeah, you def Yeah, I think I would be uh the most uh have the, the the opinion you should really go off of is the divorced guy
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, tell us Tony how <laughs> what do we what do we do?
2: Oh no, I mean, you know we, we, I, 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 we, we lost Gabris. Oh should we wait for him to come back or should we just carry on and assume that he'll oh. pop back on?
3: Uh I don't know, probably just keep going.
2: Yeah. Okay. So what were you saying, Tony? Uh you know, I, I,
3: I can see a little bit of both sides. And I know the, the obvious thing is, you know, you gotta meet in the middle a little bit. But, uh, you know, I guess I've been, I have asked that question of, uh, in relationships before and it's gotten a weird reaction. Not, maybe not as strong as yours, but it's, it's, uh, I think I was guilty of asking it too often. Yeah. Sure. And so uh yeah, so it just became like you don't have to ask me that all the time. Well, and I it's think like, it's my paranoia really is uh, mm-hmm. the truth of it.
2: Ding, is um, do you have a ding? Do some kind mm-hmm? of ding. Like ding 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 ding.
3: Oh. <laughs> That's so <laughs> so confused. Uh sure.
2: I think sometimes you wanted multiple, sorry. That's okay. No, that's good. I think sometimes da- what I think Daniel is actually asking is, "Am I upset with him?" But it comes mm. out with, in like, a, "Is everything okay?" Yeah. Well, I, th- I
0: if I think if I'm if I'm wondering if you're upset with me, I, I'll just ask if you're upset with me.
2: Okay. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to this, guys. I do feel again. I try. I try to put a. You know, I try to put like a. I'm sunny and well-educated well, well-educated well adjusted what am I trying to say I'm adjusted. a sunny person who's well adjusted I and I also enjoy farts and things like that but this one is sure. more like people now see that I can be a real nightmare oh here he is Gabrus is back
1: <laughs> no one asked me what's wrong <laughs> <laughs> If I come back and you ask me What happened to my internet I will fucking create an internet problem In my mind So
2: please don't I couldn't help but notice It seemed like Now maybe this is just me But it seemed like you are there And then you are not Is everything okay But it could just be me
4: (laughs) Is your router in pain (laughs) Thank you for keeping it
1: specific And knowing that You know what? I'm internalizing all this. Uh, And maybe, just maybe, something actually is wrong. Oh, what is it? Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's the fact that my fucking Wi-Fi two years into the pandemic still hasn't fucking really sorted itself out, mm. which is fantastic. Like my, someone just ran a vacuum and the and pa- <laughs> I lost connection. I don't think the vacuum has anything to do with it, but that is just <laughs> the timing of it all. It was
0: vacuuming up the Wi-Fi.
1: Shit. That's what it is. That's Maybe what happened. It
0: was. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh my gosh! We're holding you guys. it in the
1: air, sucking the Wi-Fi right out of the fucking air. What? Uh, what did I miss? Did we fix Allison and Daniel's marriage, or is, that, it out. is it toast? Uh, no, okay, good. Okay, yeah,
4: stronger than ever. Awesome. Yes. You I missed. will say
2: yes.
0: in your in your favor, honey. I that Ooh. I do get the reaction. I think the problem is that you you have a tendency when I ask that question to like assume the worst intention behind what I'm asking. Yeah. And so you th- you assume that what I'm really asking is da-da-da. And, and instead, maybe you just in the moment, go, mm, why'd you ask that?
2: I think that's what I should... Uh, Gabrus, I think you... Or was it Nick? I think it was Gabrus mm-hmm. who, who said, can't you just say, why did you ask that? There but again, go. maybe it was Nick. Whoever offered no, that, it...
4: That's a, that's a Gabrus note.
2: Okay. That's what I'm gonna yeah, do from that now
4: be that, on. That helpful on a human level.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I find just... so
1: many, so many of my fights are. Well, if you just told me that, that's what you wanted the situation, like, yeah. or and vice versa. Like, thank you. You finally asked me the question I've been waiting for, honey, and here's the answer. Thank you. I got that off my chest. And then afterwards, I'm like, man, if I would have told her that an hour ago, <laughs> off the rip, without making her have to ask me. I'm we we might have avoided this whole thing and I find that happens very frequently because we low key want to be asked like or need to be asked because sometimes it's like oh have I been like my like I'll get called out of like I'm sorry is this boring to you and I'll be like uh, why? And uh, my wife will be like, "Your face, your f- eyes are unfocused, and your mouth is open." And I'm talking. And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, you know what? Honestly, that was boring to me. I'm sorry, and that's not fair. I should just rally and listen." And that's the, <laughs> I I find I find so much of it is, I should just straight up ask for exactly what I want or what I exactly what I need to know right yeah. now. And we still don't answer each other honestly. We're still like, oh, no, yeah, I'm fine."
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: no, you're gonna have to wait. You're gonna sit with me while I'm miserable for another <laughs> two hours on our <laughs> anniversary
0: vacation for whatever reason. <laughs> I I mean, relationships are fun. Yeah, I feel amazing.
2: like <laughs> D- Daniel. I feel like we're mm. pretty good with communication
0: mm-hmm.
2: in general. That's why this sort of caught, took me by every- surprise. This whole reaction that I had.
0: I think everybody has their little like triggers, you know, and in a relationship's a fun way to figure out where those are. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, blindly you know? stumble into them. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you two, know.
1: T- two years of
0: <laughs> uh, staying
1: indoors together will oh, really yeah. help you discover every uh, weak <laughs> point in the armor. You like that live edit?
2: Yes, uh, I I find myself doing that live edit too. Like, oh yeah, that one's no no good on. That one is not going to right. be part of my lexicon anymore. Um but you know what is and what I believe in wholeheartedly and I think the uh aforementioned discussion explains why i'm a big fan of therapy i've been in therapy for a long time i get a ton out of it i recommend it for everyone who's open to it uh and uh, i want to tell you guys about better help look going to therapy is just like a lot of things we already do we get our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road we get annual checkups we go to the gym to prevent injury and disease we do chores regularly to avoid messes i mean i don't but daniel you do
0: i do i, do I
2: mean i do some
0: Mm-hmm.
2: In general, anyway, look, going to therapy is like all the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. Uh, Therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you, it means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. But if something is wrong with you, I also recommend therapy. Um, BetterHelp is great. Uh, You know, especially right now, it can be really hard to find a traditional therapist to start with. They have crazy wait lists. BetterHelp, you can get started right away financial aid is available it can be cheaper than traditional therapy i have two friends who are doing it right now and both of them um are really happy with their therapist one of them felt like the first therapist they were matched with wasn't the the right fit and then you can change therapists as many times as you want you don't have to and there's no char- extra charge you don't have to feel like oh i'm committing to something um they will you know what if i don't like i'm just these i mentioned that because i know that when i started therapy i had a lot of apprehension about it um but with better help, they will get you to the right therapist. It's really great. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Allison Rosen listeners. That's you guys get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's better help, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash best friend. Again, that's betterhelp.com com/slash/bestfriend. I also want to tell you guys about a fun new product. It is a woman-owned company, and I even have. I'm I'm going to hold it up to the camera. It's Bev. Look at this. It's mm. it's it's wine in a can. It's called Bev. I'm holding up the box. It fits perfectly in my palm and it's a fun color and I'm holding up one of the cans. Uh, It's great for parties, for events, for gifting and sharing with friends. Uh, It is when it arrived and we opened it. It was like, it's like a jewel box of brightly colored cans. And as it, it says on it, Made by Chicks. It is a female-first canned wine brand that was founded to change not only the way a product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture have operated for generations. In an industry that is almost exclusively masculine, Bev is breaking norms and creating something from the female perspective that is approachable, fun, and consumer-centric. Bev is all about inclusion and giving a voice to those that have been historically silenced. They have six varietals, rosé. Let's see. What is this one? This is the California rosé wine. So this is the rosé. And it even says on the can, dry and a little fizzy. Zero sugar. Uh believe it is a hundred calories a can. So rosé, Sauve Blanc, Pinot Gris, Pinot Noir, glitz, and glam. And glitz is a sparkling white and rosé is a sparkling rosé. Daniel, you have tried both glitz and glam. Have you not?
0: Yes, I have. Can you tell?
2: I mean, you didn't no. try them tonight, but
0: I, they were yummy yeah i had the um well what did i have i had the sparkling white and the rose that's glitz we were watching a little housewives of salt lake city yeah and you gotta have the rose
2: the wines are dry crisp and a little fizzy super <laughs> refreshing and delicious. Right, bros? what
4: oh yeah <laughs> only way to go
2: <laughs> and they the four packs are great for gist gifting or hosting. Bev ships straight to your door and shipping is always free. Um, so we've worked out a special deal for our listeners. Vi- receive 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. I suggest trying their best selling, it's the most fun, ladies night variety pack so you can check out all their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash bestfriend or use code bestfriend at checkout to claim this deal. That's drinkbev, com slash bestfriend. Bev can also be found at retailers nationwide including target total wine bevmo and more um okay so good
0: they were actually they were really delicious i'm very happy about those being in the house
2: um you should have said that 20 seconds ago
0: when no one listens now
2: (laughs) Uh, listen i would like to say hello and welcome to my new patron's Again, sign up for a year, two months free. I'd like to say hello and welcome to Taryn Thibault, whose last name I feel I might be butchering, Patrick Gallagher, Chrissy Callis, signed up for an annual subscription, and Lisa F. Converted from from monthly to annual. Welcome, you guys. I hope you're loving it. And by the way, if you have signed up for a level where you are, if you're at the level where you can text me, you should have access to all the posts and in one of them or multiple of of them there will be the phone number find that text me and then we can text but if you're having trouble message me and then i will um i will send it to you i will make it simpler okay um so recently did you guys know that your phone tracks your steps in the health app tony told me about this yes oh yeah i did i'm new to knowing this there's my life before and then there's now
1: have you are you familiar with the expression, get your steps in? Have you heard people say, get your steps? Like, are you aware that there's like a movement for people to get a certain amount of steps?
2: I just thought they meant like get a two-story house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I am aware. Yeah. But okay, I ass- cool.
1: I'm just wondering, just wondering. No,
2: I get it. I assumed that you only know via like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or something like that. I didn't realize okay. your phone automatically did. Th- or, or I think my mother-in-law... I think Daniel's mom has a specific pedometer app, pedometer, yeah, app or something. I just didn't know that just while, while I was just unaware, fucking around on Twitter and TikTok, my phone was judging me. So anyway, Mm -hmm. Tony turned me on to this horrendous information and I looked and.
0: Oh, no. no. It is
2: ridiculous how few steps I take, like ridiculous, (laughs) like 500, 700 some days. Now, I told myself, but wait a minute, I don't always have my phone on me. So maybe there's a couple hundred creeping in somewhere. Not while
3: you're sleeping. A couple hundred <laughs> is what you're worried about.
2: <laughs> you know, um I did Honey, find out that you my walk s-
0: from the bed to the b- toilet and back.
2: Yeah, that's like at least 6 steps. Just but go you do girl. That
0: 12 times a day. Right? If you To than be than fair, if you're walking from
1: yeah. the bed to the toilet and back 12 times a day, I would ask, are you sick? <laughs> to be fair, I, would, I, would, I think, <laughs> I think I, you might want to ask someone if they're OK if they're just going from bed to the toilet and back for 12 times a day.
2: <laughs> Wait, do you mean if they're just doing that or if they're doing that that many times?
1: I think if they're just doing that, I think 12 yeah. times a day from working from home, including ones and twos. That's, that's that sounds completely reasonable.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I you know how dogs when they like begin biting their fur it's like oh they're bored i think that's why i pee so many times something to I'm, do
0: what <laughs> it's just something to do
2: <laughs> kinda i don't know uh what was my point oh yeah so anyway i was i was disturbed by how few steps i'm taking and then i i was thinking about how 10,000 steps which is this the movement that gabris mentioned you're supposed to hit 10,000 Daniel and I, we were at Desconso Gardens the other night. We did we did it twice, which was like kind of felt like a lot of walking. That was three thousand. So I looked up this ten thousand steps thing. Anyway, I read something that said that some sedentary people may only take between a thousand and three thousand steps a day. I'm sub sedentary at this point. <laughs> wow, it's really now. In my defense, I do an exor- I, I ride an exercise bike every day. It's not counting s- that. It's not your counting phone, that, but still, I have got to up this by like ninety five hundred steps right right now. <laughs>
3: you you went to Descanso and you only it was only three thousand steps. That seems really low to be at a thing like that.
0: It wasn't the whole park. Oh, it they, wasn't they're doing. A, I guess so. No, they're 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 doing like a ha- Halloween thing, and so it's just like a the sort oh, of right, front right, right ish area, and there's a loop. Got. It. I mean, it's still it was pretty cool, but. Uh, One
1: of the few Halloween things still open with all these pumpkin supply chain issues.
3: That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But also, uh, according to what I read, the average stride is between 2.1 and 2.5 inches, and according to my phone, my stride is 2.7. So that could shave off a number of steps because yeah. I'm really covering a lot of ground yeah, with each that's, step.
3: It's, yeah, you're easily hitting the 10,000 a day. I think probably in reality. <laughs>
2: How many steps is everyone else here taking? I can look up my health app real quick.
4: Yeah, I was going to do the same. Um, And we, I, I will say that I started walking. First off, I love walking. Uh I just like I, I I find it's it's great for both my physical and mental health and like it just clears my head. And sometimes I'll just walk with not even listening to anything, you know, I'll just sort of walk and, and not look at my phone and just observe and just I, I find that very meditative and peaceful. Uh and the only people so, but, who
1: don't is anyone who sees you doing that. <laughs>
4: I'm just doing laps around pumpkin patches. (laughs) who are eyeing me. So, the the, but uh, I so I walk a lot and I especially started walking a lot during quarantine when it was just like I've got this is this gets me out of the house for an hour or two. I will just like literally just go on a walk and just not be in this one of three rooms for you know 24 hours continuously
1: relatable yes. content from Nick Weiger.
4: <laughs> so that's helped a lot. Uh that 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 helped me a lot and I I think I'm uh, as of right now, hold on, I just had my steps up for yesterday. Today I'm today I'm at 2498 which is is lower than average. Um this week I've been uh I I I hit 10k yesterday. Good job. Um, now, so I, I'm I'm pretty good about it. I'm I'm averaging I, about nine k this week.
1: I'm averaging about fifty two hundred this week. Uh,
2: Nick, did you go on much. one of your serial killer walks yesterday?
4: <laughs> yesterday I went on, a, on on a few different walks, and one thing I also do is I will. I will stitch together, and this is a lot easier for me to be as someone who's childless. I know when you have kids, it, it, it obviously gets tougher. But like, I will just run errands by walking places. Oh, so like, I oh, I got to get some groceries. I'll walk to the grocery store with a bat with a reusable bag, and then that will force me to get some steps in. Yeah, I do that um, too. And yeah, I, I find that helps a lot.
1: Yeah, CVS is like a mile away. My bank is like three quarters of a mile away. And if I ever have to do any of these dumb like things that are on my, I'm like, I'll just wait until an afternoon when I'm free, smoke a joint and walk four miles to mail my friend Ross, his sneaker that he left in my car.
4: Did he really leave? (laughs) That was a real errand I did this week. (laughs) Wow. Classic Ross.
2: Wait,
1: how did he leave just one in your car? That's the craziest thing is I went camping with, uh, (laughs) uh, my friends, Ross and Mitch. And, uh, I left some stuff at my buddy Ross's house, and uh, Mitch left some stuff there. So the next day, Ross lives deep in the valley. I went all the way up there to get – picked up my Yeti cooler. Uh, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, did you – do you have my Patagonia hat? I'm like, I do. Here it is. It's in the trunk. Here you go. Give him back his hat. Two weeks later, three weeks later, I'm, like, helping my wife at one of her gigs and, like, using my car. And I reach under my seat, and I pull out one of Ross's shoes (laughs) – and Ross has size fifteen. Feet. Oh my god! So I pull out—I pull out like a fucking model ship of a shoe of a <laughs> New Balance Trail <laughs> or whatever—and. uh i was like you motherfucker how did you leave this how did you not know you left a shoe also we had a conversation about did i leave anything and he took one shoe out of my car somehow i don't i don't know i don't know how he didn't notice but he's gonna love that he's got name dropped on a podcast
2: is this now is this classic ross or is it out of character for ross
1: that's a good question um i'm assuming classic ross i don't know him i'm learning i'm He's a newish friend. I'm learning a lot about mm-hmm. him. I uh, never went camping with the guy before, but seems in his wheelhouse. But also, it might be like one of those subconscious things, and he just, you know, wanted to stay in touch. What an like, like leaving yeah. your leaving your hoodie at a girl's house, you
2: right? Know? You went camping with a newish friend. Look at you mixing it up. Yeah, I,
1: I went camping with two guys I had never gone camping with before. Uh, uh one uh Nick's uh, podcast partner, Mike Mitchell, and the other being Ross Kimball. Yeah. Wow. Um, horrifying,
2: <laughs> <laughs> horrifying. Yeah, how was it?
1: It was really. I mean, it was really fun. M- me and Mitch are big dudes, and Ross is six seven, uh, and the three of us shared a tent. <laughs> it oh, was wow. It was insanity that we did that, but it was a four person tent for three of us, and we filled it to the brim. And uh, <laughs> it was a it was a weird experience, but I'm new to camping in the last couple of years, and I, I I'm a big fan of it, so. I'm just stoked to get opportunities to do it.
2: It My step, ca- given my step count, it might surprise you <clears throat> that I am not a, an avid camper or outdoors person. Although I have found now that I have kids, I keep thinking we should go camping with them sometime. And then I think that's a, that's very, it's a very out of character thought for me. Do I really want, i be careful what I'm wishing for someday. We probably will, but like, what about camping do you f- it's a very broad question but what about it do you find enjoyable
1: well i never like it sounds like you never went camping growing up right? I, did, I never went either in oh,
2: school yeah, we went on a trip to sequoia so for five days we camped but i don't have the f- most fond memories of that or anything yeah no i'm from an island
1: that has like uh not a lot of woods and so and my and you know Distant working parents. So no one took me camping until I was 34 years, 35 years old. I went for the first time and I'll tell you what, I, a lot of the stuff and I know this is going to uh, activate Weiger's uh, uh, Sixth Sense. A lot of the stuff, there's no service. It's dumb to look at your phone if you're in the woods. Mm. You don't need to. You don't need to communicate to anyone. You don't need to look up GPS. You don't need to order Postmates. Your phone is out, is unnecessary. And now something, I'm I'm 40 years old. I'm pretty soft, but like sleeping in a tent feels like, doing something difficult in life. And I understand that other people have way more difficult lives and like camping would be just, a pu- you know, more shit on that pile. But for me who lives in a fucking wee apartment and, you know, it, it has weed delivered to his house feels good to fuck. And I mean, when I go camping, I'm not like fucking hunting and killing my own food. I'm bringing like three coolers in my trunk filled with snacks. I like, and doing mushrooms and all like, I'm just bringing my little fucking Forty-year-old hipster lifestyle to the outdoors, but, <laughs> but I just like the clean break of doing it. It's another reason why I like the beach too. Going to the beach, like I I have a lot of fun hobbies, but going to the beach or going camping is where you like you're making a conscious effort to like not be fully part of capitalism and phones and society for a couple of days or a couple of hours at least or days if you're going camping. That makes sense. And if you're sense. camping at the beach. Holy shit, that Venn diagram is just a circle, and in the middle is me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Nick, do you camp? Okay, so I camped a ton as a kid via Boy Scouts, and I became completely burned out on camping. It was... I just have such a negative association of it being an obligation for when I wanted to, like, hang out with my friends or play video games. I had to go to a campery <laughs> and compete in a knot-tying competition. And so I was just like – I to me, like, camping is, is not fun. That said, what made me want to camp again was watching the show alone. Dude, and say – yeah, I I I don't know if if, if anyone else has watched it. Alone, but but yeah. and I have talked about this, and that's just and it's just like a survivalist show where the contestants each have their own camera. There's no crews for them, oh, yes, so they're I've just heard like they this. literally, yeah, they literally are completely by themselves, uh, and uh, and just fending for themselves, and just watching people like slowly lose their minds, but also just the resourcefulness of these contestants. They're all like expert level survivalists. Is just really like invigorating to see. It's just like wow, you can just I would I would die immediately, but you know how to like trap a crab and turn it into a stew, you know, it like it, at this uh, at this remote part of uh, Vancouver Island. It's just, it's just like really amazing to see.
1: I, alone, I watched at the top of Pandemic and it was like the perfect show because there was what well, I caught one season of it on Netflix. Find out that there's five other seasons oh, leading wow. up to it. And it's a show about people slowly losing their minds from being alone, but it's also nature, which is not what you're yes. experiencing during the pandemic. <laughs> so it was like such a perfect antidote to what was going on in in my personal life at the moment that I fell in love with Alone. And as someone who's consumed and made TV for uh, consumed TV for way longer than he's ever made it, but the idea of an unscripted series without a host and without a crew is just it really, it, the show is a little bit more pure, I find, in its early seasons. Starting to feel a little story produced, uh, you know, lately the last couple of seasons. But early on, it feels like you're watching like a different documentary each week, which was which was really cool because it's oh, and the highlight. It, not only are they there is no host and there is no crew, the people who are recording – so many people join reality shows to potentially spin off their own shit. Like I'm Alison Rosen. I'm not here to make friends. I already am your best friend. Patreon.com. Alison, you know, like everyone's got their thing that they're trying to push off. Classic me. No one is trying to see Yeah, That's that's you. No one's trying to like, Oh, I think I'll, I'm a cocktail waitress from Minnesota, and I think I can get famous by going on alone and dying. Like, it's just (laughs) the barrier for that show is you have to at least be a survival expert. So it eliminates anyone who's arguably camera savvy even. And so you just get people who are like alone talking to a GoPro who live in the wilderness in Alaska and are now forced to be like, this is why I'm eating this nettle tea. And I'm here for that. I I just like, like the rawness of that.
0: How long are they out there?
1: Uh, that that's the fu- the premise of the show is last person to uh, leave wins, oh. and you don't know when other people leave; they don't tell you. Oh uh, my God. But. Some episodes are, you know, some people go for, like, 90 days. Some people go for 20 days. A, a handful of people uh, bomb out in the first couple of days, and those are always the best. Those are the people the most yes. confident in their pre-show interviews. If I see a bear, the bear better watch out. That guy, like, blows his ACL guy, out yeah. in minute one. <laughs> yeah.
4: he, le- he leaves day one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, like, has a barbecue to tell everyone how he's going to win this competition, <laughs> tell all his friends, gets on a plane, sets up his tent, injures himself, and is on a... <laughs> (laughs) speedboat out of there immediately within six hours. It's great.
2: The difference between early versions and like the newer seasons, like you're saying, made me think of the difference between the first season of real world versus like Las Vegas, where they were all naked drinking in a hot tub on the first night. Mm -hmm.
1: Las Mm -hmm. Vegas is famously as someone who like grew up with the real world based on my age and my love of MTV. Las Vegas is when I think the real world shifted and arguably Uh, unscripted television shifted. Yes. And it was like, Mm -hmm. fuck, if we just get them drunk, Mm -hmm. we could watch them ruin their lives. And feel better about ourselves rather than this study of six different cultures brought together to engage. And what if they stop being, you know, and then now it's like, let's fuck
2: threesomes. We got to have four shower heads and a camera in the bathroom. Well, I think I don't know how it is now, but I know that at the beginning they there was this like they weren't allowed to talk to the producers and vice versa. Like it really was right. That's how the real world was. They just filmed them Mm -hmm. constantly and then just sort of edited it together afterwards. And it, I imagine now there are story producers, right? Does anyone know?
0: They, yeah. I mean, they started out just like, Hey, here's a bunch of people living their lives and we're just going to watch what they do. And then after a couple seasons they would be like you're all going to have a job, you know. Oh yeah. You're all going to you're all going to be starting a restaurant together or something like in and, and then slowly it became more and more contrived. Until re- it was just whatever.
2: Do you remember there was a show that was it was only one season. I think it was called like was it called Rich Girls? It was Tommy Hilfiger's daughter and someone else. Allie and God, I can't remember her name. But I had a friend who was a producer on it, and he was telling me that uh, he was also a producer on the Osbournes. And on one episode of this show that I can't remember the name of, the girls got lost, like very lost. And I just remember thinking, couldn't they have just asked you for directions? You guys were following them, but they couldn't.
3: Mm. It was called Rich Girls, by the way.
2: Rich girls. <laughs> there you go. Do you guys want to do some Just Me or Everyone? This is a segment where people write in with things they think are doing. They wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? I love it. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Fonce Faluda says, Post Game of Thrones and Sopranos and Breaking Bad, the idea of the movie is antiquated. Characters need more than two hours to tell a compelling story. Do we agree? Have we had this thought?
0: Mm. I don't exactly agree.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I get what they're saying. But yeah, I don't think I agree.
1: I'm going to have to go with one. Strongly disagree.
0: No, I (laughs) feel like... (laughs) I feel like um, it's just become a new medium, and so it has a different, you know, a different pacing, a different way of telling a story and everything, but that film, when done right, is still great. Mm-hmm. It's just that no one's doing it, really. <laughs> I mean... Th- this prob- could
4: be a matter of... Yeah. Uh, sorry, go on.
0: Well, it's just like a lot of the creative talent and, and money for the kinds of movies that we used to love, the more... Adult fair. thats just not getting financed anymore. No, there's that's no being 50- made
1: on TV. Right. Yes, so, so now,
0: so, yeah. so now they've expanded these stories. Maybe a lot of them should be movies, but uh, there's just no market for a two-hour movie for adults, really.
4: Yeah, if the if the you know if the it depends on what character arcs you're thinking about, because if the character arc in a movie a lot of times is like a guy gets a power suit in act one and then spends (laughs) act two figuring out how to use it. And by act three, he's mastered his power suit, you know? So like that's, yeah, of course that's going to pale in comparison to what you see in like these, these elegantly written operatic, you know, sprawling uh, series. But I, I I don't know. Like I, I still, I still really like movies. I wonder if this person is younger than us because I do have some, some friends in their twenties uh which i guess who i guess are zoomers i don't know uh whatever whatever the generation below millennials is like or or maybe just like younger millennials who just like don't watch movies at all they're like movies are boring they're too long but they will watch episodic tv even though that's more of a commitment
0: see but i think a lot of that i was just talking to a friend of mine who is a professor and he uh teaches a class every year in film and so he'll get these zoomers in his class and he but he'll show them the movies that maybe, you know, not the Marvel movies, but movies from the '70s—the great, the the movies that really like got us all excited about movies. And he says they right. do respond to them and they love them. I think the problem is there's such an avalanche of if you're a zoomer, like the, there are so many things that you could be watching, and and you're never going to go back to those movies of the '70s. You don't even know about them, or even like, even like this, the fun trashy movies from the 80s that are just like ones that we thought everyone would know forever you know uh I, I was talking to someone the other day and or you know and they were like they'd never heard of running man I'm like oh wow you know and so yeah. i just think it's like there's too much to catch up on
1: yeah i think also uh y- unfortunately for the younger generations for us we grew up with like a movie is coming out this weekend that everyone yeah like (laughs) everyone we're gonna America's gonna go see terminator 2 because we love terminator 1 and t2 is huge i also think that like the younger generation now everything is just on a fucking screen and like my my youngest my my brother is like 31 or 32 so he's not super but Everything he watches is like through YouTube. It's like mm. sometimes he watches a full TV show, a movie, a a podcast. Like yeah. everything is the same like it's almost all the same to him. It's like he couldn't imagine going to a movie theater to see a movie when you could just like put but I and I think attention span gets rolled into that a little bit too, yeah. where you're like yeah. A lot of people can't brick out for a two-and-a-half-hour movie, but they can do five episodes because there's just enough new info. And I think what us, the older generation, are missing from these worlds is even though Haunting of Hill House is nine hours long, it still doesn't feel like you're sitting in the mood of it because they're, you know, mm-hmm. everything's an episode and the sea story and shit. Like, I feel like movies let you have more ambiance and more mood because you can, like, settle in for two Especially, and now I'm talking about even more so in-theater experience, too, which is a whole other story of that person who prefers 10-hour masterpieces to study characters probably doesn't like movie theaters if you like 10 hours of programming. Right. I think people like 10 hours of TV because you can look at your phone the whole time and not lose, (laughs) and not miss out on a lot of stuff because all these Netflix shows, and most shows are so fucking like repetitive and redundant. Yeah. And like, you're just like, you watch a Disney plus show. Oh fuck. I missed it. I lost the Falcons motivation to <laughs> protecting the winter soldier here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I like that show, but it's TV. It's just fucking, it's like, sorry, I'm on, I'm on a rant. That's I'm okay. on my yep. 39 I think year old man rant. Here,
2: I sorry. am an example of the fact that you can watch your phone constantly while you're watching television and you do miss a lot because i find i frequently don't know what's going on
1: yeah, yeah. uh i speaking as uh, someone who's married to a uh du- dual screen viewer <laughs> uh uh, I love answering simple plot-related questions relentlessly throughout. Uh, <laughs> babe, If you, uh, there's seven more episodes in this season. <laughs> Please pay attention as they lay out the groundwork to who the main characters oh, are. Yeah.
0: Please give me this. That's my favorite <laughs> is when it's like, wait, what did they mean? And like, oh, they're, re- they- they're referring to the thing that just happened. Oh, you didn't see that? Well, that was referring to this other thing that happened in the scene, but oh, you didn't see that? Okay. <laughs>
1: Right. I also yeah, my my wife is so engrossed by her phone she'll come up and go wait who's that and I'll have to like seventy five percent of the time my answer is I don't even know yet the the, the movie will tell us like right. the show like <laughs> trust that we're gonna learn what's going on like I'm con- it's not just you who's lost you just happen to be coming up for air and looking at the screen in this moment
0: <laughs> so recently Allison okay. you watched for the first time two thousand one I did space Odyssey. And we watched oh, it on our TV. So this is a movie that does not reward dual screen. No. <laughs> How was that experience for you?
2: I think I paid attention yeah. pretty well, right?
0: But was it like difficult to not check out and it's always check difficult. TikTok?
2: It is always no, I wasn't yet on TikTok. This is pre talk. Um but it's always difficult for me. But I think if I'm watching something engrossing enough Yeah. Then I am less tempted to, you know, bring other people into the relationship p- I th- via my phone.
0: I think there could be a renaissance in going to the theater because. There is something special about going to see a good movie in a movie theater. And that's not Zoomers aren't going to be above that. It's just that there aren't great movies for them to see in the theater.
1: I pray that the way there was dudes who when I was in high school at the peak of CDs and I had like weird little music hipster friends who are like only vinyl, even in right. like the late 90s, yeah. early 2000s. And yeah. now you see a, a bigger proliferation of people who are vinyl heads yeah. now and stuff. It's uh, just the warm uh, tones, Great diggers. But I feel like we're going to eventually maybe get that in movies too, I where think so. it's like people are going to be like, oh, I loved Squid Game, but I also went to the theater and sat down and there, engaged in something the, for two the, hours. the
0: problem is, movie theaters got smaller. The theaters themselves got smaller and smaller and smaller. So now the difference between the Cineplex Odeon theater and your TV at home is very small. Yeah, TVs I mean, got, got
1: bigger as uh, movies got smaller. Right. But if yeah.
0: theaters started to make the screens bigger again, and they do right they have the IMAX and whatever like that experience just you can't get that anywhere else and i think that'll always be something that appeals to people but whatever
1: and seeing a horror movie or a comedy movie opening weekend with a full theater it's so great. is just like yeah. there's not anything like it yeah.
0: yeah right
2: uh speaking of squid game tony have you finished it
3: yeah finished it last week or over the weekend i forget when i finished it do, do you want to be sled- my
2: partner for marbles <laughs> <laughs> Even I, who refuses to watch it, know what that is. I know about the honeycomb candy. Um, I know about episode six being tragic, and I don't well, think there's you're, a spoiler. You're just to bragging say now? What?
3: You're just bragging now.
2: <laughs> I am. I love to brag about stuff I haven't and refuse to see. Are you still maintaining that it is not scary? Yes.
3: It, I was. It's not scary at all to me. No. It's no. It, again. I'll say it's very disturbing and very violent, but uh, not scary. Yeah. I, has
2: everyone think, here seen it except for Daniel and me? Yes.
4: I, I um, haven't seen it yet, but I am I signed up for a squid game. What? Um, oh, cool. So I'm going to, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It seemed interesting. There's a lot of money that could be made, so.
1: <laughs> good luck. I'm
4: going to try my luck. Yeah, uh, thanks.
1: Uh, honestly, based on the events, I think you'd be okay. I think you'd do pretty good, dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Yeah. All that. It's all that Boy Scout training. It's going to come to yeah. that. It's really going to pay got, off. By you the got way, some
1: gamesmanship too. Did you
2: re- say re- campery? Is that like a jamboree of camping?
4: Oh, there are there camperies and there are jamborees. Jamborees are bigger than than camperies. Campery. The jamboree is the big thing. The jamboree is like the 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 big event. The campery is the jamboree is like the one that like I think Trump spoke at. And, and like, say it's supposed to be like oh famously, like, apolitical thing, and he just went on this big rant in front of the Boy Scouts, and I it was, like, a whole – yeah. It, there's so much that happened that you just forget about those individual incidents, but that mm. one stuck <laughs> in my mind. But, yeah, the Jamboree was, like, a big thing. You had to, like, almost audition as a scout to uh, – like, you went through a process to qualify to be part of the Jamboree because it was an assemblage of different troops that would send a representation for a region to the national level. So like it would be like you'd you'd have this troop and then you'd you'd have this super troop of everyone from you know where I grew up like Southern California that would that would uh, merge and then be the Southern California delegation at the the national jamboree in Washington D.C. Um, are usually more on the local level and those are between troops.
2: Did you get to? Were, were you elected?
4: Well, okay, so I went, but I did not. I chose. I decided not to go. My older brother did go uh to the national jamboree though and that was a big deal. He was at, he did it he like did every did he finished everything. Like he like completed Boy Scouts. He like got Eagle hell Scout. Yeah. Uh he went <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Betsy. Um he'll appreciate that. He he completed he got the Eagle Scout and then he went to the national Jamboree and I just bailed on both of those things. I'm just like I'm out and I think because I was the younger brother my parents were like, Yeah whatever. Like if, who cares?
0: If you were an Eagle Scout, do you get like a discount at like Foot Locker and stuff.
4: I forget exactly like what's the what, reward. What deals you get. It's pretty meager. You do get to wear your Eagle Scout uh, badge on your uniform if you go into the military, which to me just sort of speaks to the. Eagle Scout. It, it, the origin weird... of the Boy Scouts. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> this is this weird Christianist paramilitary, um, you know, or uh, uh, funnel system into the uh, uh, into the American Empire. So yeah, it's it's a uh, I don't know. I didn't have uh, a great uh, based
1: time. Based on overall. what we know about the Boy Scouts, the military seems to be one of the better outcomes of becoming a Boy Scout.
4: <laughs> right. It's
2: been really hard Some for me not end end to points. make a diddling joke this entire time. I'm glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> But I feel like we hit our quota early on.
1: <laughs> yes. Fair.
2: No, I mean, I'm not trying to, to uh, stop anyone from making any jokes that they need to make or anything. Okay, so your brother went all the way, and now yeah. what does he do? Does he do something that's Eagle Scouty?
4: Um, Yeah, he's successful. He works in tech. He's doing well. He's a, like, like, he's an older brother who has a family and a good career, and then my parents would be like, we, uh, you know, one out of two. It's fine. There you go. We can live with that.
1: Hey, it could be worse. It could be your younger brother who has a good career and a family, and you're the older one who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whose job is unexplainable by any of your, anyone in your nuclear family. Is that you? <laughs> That's me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't know how to articulate my job.
2: What do you write on medical forms where it says occupation? Uh, I I
1: usually put actor, even though my accountant would be like, I think you're a podcaster, but uh, and or my accountant would be like, I think you're a podcaster, but I do think you should also get a bartending job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you put, Nick?
4: I usually put writer. I used to put. I you know. I worked in video games for a while, so a while for, for a while I'd put like something kind of nebulous sounding because that was a, that was even tougher to explain. Mm-hmm. TV writer uh, or even podcaster these days, people can kind of wrap their heads around, but no one knew what a video game designer did.
2: <laughs> right, Tony. What did you put? So I just, oh, sorry, did I cut you off?
4: No, no, no. That was I just put like tech or something. Yeah, or production.
3: Uh I well yeah obviously I used to put musician but these days it's turned into just I usually just put uh oh Jesus Christ why am I now spacing on the term A, uh independent dog contractor
2: Oh that's that's <laughs> smart independent contractor independent contractor that's like I dare you to ask me for details
3: And it sounds fancy
2: Yeah I didn't even think about that you just put your like filing status Yeah I know one time... I, mean, I, I do
3: I do a bunch of different things. So, yeah it kind of, you know, it makes... I'm not going to write everything I do, so...
2: One time I put performer, and I remember the the sense mm. I got was that they thought I was, like, in Cirque du Soleil or something. Um, and I was like, well, that definitely is not what I was trying to communicate. What I-
3: no, I you only college. take five hundred steps a
2: day. You can a circus. I'm <laughs> the, the most the most sedentary woman in the universe.
3: <laughs> She's going to take her ten
1: steps of the day on a tight <laughs> tightrope. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: when I was in college, I used to, uh, or I had a job where I would recruit people to go to movie screenings, you know, for research screenings, and you, you weren't allowed to give tickets to people who were in the industry, but. There, you know, of course, you would so, so there's so many actors in town. You would come up to somebody and they, you'd say, Okay, you'd be filling up. They want to go. So you fill out the form, you go get to occupation and you go, Okay, what what do you do? And they would say, Actor. And I would always say, Unemployed. And they would go, Okay. And I'd put unemployed. And
2: uh, did they understand why you were insulting them? Well, I would sometimes,
0: I would sometimes do it. But, but one time I was doing that and um, the gal I was doing this to, You know, said she's an actress. I go well, you know, yeah. If you're in the industry, you can't go. We'll just put unemployed, and then then I get to her name, and her name was Justine Bateman. (laughs) Wow, but she cut her she cut her hair so short, I didn't recognize her. And I, being an idiot, instead of being like, oh my god, Justine Bateman, I you know fucking love you, I was like, damn it because i knew they would recognize her i can't like play this game you can't send justine bateman to the fucking screening and pretend you didn't know so what'd you uh, do i was was like ah why didn't you why didn't you tell me who you were (laughs) It was so (laughs) insulting and she's like well you didn't ask
2: oh you actually said that
0: i was listen it was a long hot summer day i'm not proud um,
2: and then we, we were introduced to her at a thing and you didn't tell her that you were the, the person that she doesn't remember that insulted her 20 years ago.
0: I'd rather her not remember that. <laughs> Fair.
2: <laughs> we have a listener who's very good friends with her. This could get back to her, but probably not. Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, Megan says, when I leave my dog at home alone, I keep the TV on to, quote, keep him company. And I try to choose something that I think he might like. For example, Dr. Phil, no. Friends, yes, he would like. Without projecting my own taste onto him, parentheses, I'm not a Friends fan. I, that is That is very magnanimous to put on a uh, show you don't like for your dog.
1: I I do put on programming whether it be music uh, over Alexa or the, leave the TV on for my dog. Mostly, it's just to have like some quote unquote white noise so he doesn't just bark at every car that pulls into the driveway. Yeah. Uh, I Friends find...
0: would be white noise, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 white noise is Boney Bear's new album title. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, um, one thing I learned was. I never really choose the program. I usually choose movies just so he doesn't have to deal with commercials, which is insane for me to say. <laughs> uh, but I also got to think the sounds of a door buzzer because he's an old Brooklyn Brownstone dog. A door buzzer drives him crazy. So it can't be something that will have game shows and shit on it because yeah. any like buzzing sound just makes him go fucking ham. Mm.
0: You need so, like Westerns or something.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Westerns are hard too because he, uh, horses and dogs, he barks at. Oh. And orcs. He barks oh. at a lot if they're on TV. <laughs> he doesn't seem to recognize anything but horses, dogs, and orcs on screen.
2: What is the perfect. Okay, sorry, what's the third thing? Do you say orcs? Orcs, yeah. I, I just
1: learned like recently when putting on Lord of the Rings that he would, he barks at the orcs and he okay. also barks at dogs and horses. So,
2: So no he... horses, what? dogs, orcs, or buzzers.
1: Yeah, and that's actually a sign on my house. I have that over my front door. <laughs> so when people come in, uh, so when is- an orc when an Orakai comes to the door, I can go, hmm, "Read
2: the sign, pal." So what movie could he put on or show that has none of those?
1: Two thousand one, A Space Odyssey.
2: I know. I was thinking <laughs> oh, that, there except go. there's definitely probably some buzzing yeah, sounds.
1: Star Trek. Don't so
2: you think there's buzzings? On that too, Hal might
1: buzz once. Yeah, Mm, Yeah. no, no. How fucking cool is that lip reading scene?
2: Right, I know. Pretty great.
1: I I listened to a book about uh, about the making of 2001, uh, and it was fucking awesome. It's a good book. Highly recommend it.
2: I found the um, and by the way, there are some spoilers in this discussion, but it's a very old movie. Uh, the unplugging of Hal to be so surprisingly emotional. It was heavy.
1: It's weirdly heavy. Mm
2: -hmm. And then the scene in the like, uh, is it Edwardian room or Victorian room or you know, crazy? Maybe maybe I'll rewatch it. I hundred percent won't, but I'm thinking about it.
0: (laughs) What? Yeah. Said beyond infinite.
1: When he's in his little terrarium. Yes. Like when you put a stick in a. (laughs) in a a fish tank and you're like the frog will be happy now
2: (laughs) (laughs) don't you think that's kind of what we do by having plants in our home
4: sure
1: that's the power of nature we were talking about camping earlier and getting off your phone and going for those long walks Weiger the power of nature is that like the sign that you're doing well in life is that you have plants (laughs) you have like flora and arguably fauna Indoors,
4: I've I've listened to all these. You were you were talking about that two thousand one book. I've listened to a lot of books about like productivity and mindfulness and just you know turning your brain off. And in multiple, like I feel like in three of these books, the same study has been relayed, which is that two groups uh, are 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 given a are, are given a test, but before the test, one group walks through the city and another group walks through nature. And the group that walks through nature scores like noticeably better than the group that just walks through a cityscape because it's just like that tranquility and that connection to, you know, uh, your nature uh, uh, just like like improves your cognition significantly. Hmm.
2: I need to walk in nature and no lie. I was on I was a guest on a podcast earlier where I was the host and I were agreeing that like we never want to go hiking. And here I am making a real 180 just hours later. What a
0: day for you. It's really (laughs) been
2: quite a day, Daniel. I didn't even know.
4: And then you're going to go on a third podcast and flip back the other way again.
2: So I'll I'll do a full 360.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: That's right. Yeah,
1: when you do Joe Rogan this afternoon,
0: uh, you can go flip the other direction. Just walk in your mind.
2: You guys, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation. What a treat. Thank you for being a safe space for me to share my scripts that I have kindly given to Daniel for our communication <laughs> and other don't stuff. Don't worry about us. Did you say don't worry about us?
0: Don't worry about us. Don't worry. It's We're a fine.
2: 2,000
1: page PDF.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. Um, listen, everyone, I already, as I mentioned before, Patreon. Patreon.com Patreon. um, slash and Rosen. And if you like what you're hearing, please uh, leave us a nice review. It helps out the show. I think it helps out the algorithm. Is there an algorithm? I don't even know, but it does help people. Find the show and whatnot. So leave us a nice review on Apple Podcast. Five stars is my favorite number. Uh we are gonna read some of those coming up on iTunes Comments of the Week. And you can watch the Monday show. I had Pete Holmes on Monday. Um and before that was Ally McKay. And before that, I'm losing track. But youtube.com slash Allison Rosen for that. Subscribe there as well. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Uh John Gabris, where and I said both of your names because Thank beforehand you. we had an exchange where I said to people call you John or Gabris, and you said you'll answer to both. And I'm like, that means I'm going to be using both, I think. Um Hell yeah. Whatever whatever floats your boat, Allison Rosen. Ooh. I see what you did. <laughs> where can we find you? What should we be on the lookout for? Plug your stuff. I'm uh at gabrus
1: on all social media uh i have a weekly live spotify green room show it's arguably a radio show where if you download the green room app you can listen to me talk about movies and you can talk to me about movies they have a little long time first time feature where i can call you up on the little dais we could chop it up uh it's called the movie buff it's every monday night at 11 eastern uh check it out and i have t- tons of other podcasts but if you look at at Gabrus, you'll you'll find me
2: that's you'll neat i didn't even know about this green room thing
1: yeah not a lot of people do is something that i'm learning hence <laughs> me using it as my only plug on this podcast
2: <laughs> is it like um like all the like, there's various apps i'm forgetting their names now there it's clubhouse was like the it's, yes. like, very, or it's so, like, like speaker it's,
1: yeah yeah it's exactly like it's it's like that like a live audio room. Right. Um but to, yours is cool. For me, someone who grew up uh listening to Howard and Opie and Anthony and talk radio all day long. Like f- I mean I I I'm old. I don't understand why a 20-year-old would d- want to dive in, but for me it's really fun to do like the long time first time shit.
2: Yeah. So, that's really uh, cool. I, yeah.
1: Turns out I always make the joke my I'm so old that my College major had the word radio in it, which was a joke that made sense for until I was became a podcaster and radio is now fully a business again. It's a fully viable business. Like next thing you know, magazines are coming back.
2: So get <laughs> one. <long. laughs> um Nick, what about you?
4: Uh hey, check out my podcast, Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. Great episodes with Allison, great episodes with Gabris. Uh you can you can use those as entry points. And also, uh, and, and hosted, co-hosted with uh, a past, uh, past guest of this show, uh, Mike Mitchell, uh, the aforementioned uh, Gabriels Camping Companion, the guy who did not leave the shoe. So uh, <laughs> so check that out. And also check out How Did This Get Played, the podcast about the worst and weirdest video games of all time. That's me and Heather Ann Campbell and Matt Apodaca. You can listen to that wherever you
0: find your pods.
2: Wonderful. To- oh, wait, no, Tony, you're last. I- it's as if I just started doing this show that I've been doing for 600 years. Daniel?
0: Uh, Just find me at Daniel Quants Twitter and Instagram I am making an effort To not be so uh, grouchy On Twitter So if grouchiness was not your thing Come back Everybody come back back.
2: Isn't it People left
0: because you were so grouchy
2: (laughs) Might be other reasons uh, Isn't Um, it time for the annual Unmute Quants
0: Oh that's November Unmute Unmute Quants in November (laughs)
2: He gets very uh, political.
0: I'm trying to. I'm not as much anymore. Maybe I am, but I'm. Gonna, I'm making an effort to not be so. Uh, I've been. I've been rather negative lately.
2: So. Well, good for you. Um, I, I and created Tony, another
0: account for all the negativity, and no one knows what it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tony, what about you?
3: Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at. Tony Thaxton. And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And if you live in Chicago and you're listening to this the day this comes out, Thursday, uh, I'll be there tonight with Don't Stop or We'll Die. And we're playing with the Sloppy Boys. And tickets, I think, are still available. Friday shows sold out, I think. But there are still tickets for Thursday. So come see us, Chicago. That's How fun.
2: fun. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much for coming on. Listeners, thank you for listening. You matter. I love you. Goodbye.
1: Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen.